share how being diagnosed with endometriosis has changed your life, including the mental and emotional side of the disease, right? Because what I see a lot in the online community is we talk about how bad it hurts our bodies, how we can't do our day-to-day activities. And those are hundred percent true, right? But the mental and emotional side of the disease is just as debilitating and it's not talked about enough. Hi, and welcome to the Endo Bay podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Bree. I'm an ultrasound tech turned endometriosis coach, positivity and self-love advocate, a seven on the Enneagram, and I am a proud dog mom. And I'm on a mission to help you live more positively with endometriosis and be happy in your body. On the Endo Bay podcast, we're going to dive deep into all things endometriosis, mindset, self-love, health, and so much more. This is a badass podcast for badass endo babes and I want you to leave this podcast feeling inspired and empowered on your own health journey with more confidence and the belief that you too can have more good days than bad are you with me babes see you in the podcast hello and welcome to another episode of the endo babe podcast so today I want to chat about ways that you can advocate for endometriosis awareness month because again, happy endometriosis awareness month. So March every year is a time for us to all come together and really advocate for better treatment, better care, just to get endometriosis, the name out there, right? The reason I advocate is because I don't want anybody to go through what I went through the long years to diagnosis, the mistreatment by doctors, the inability to really like function, um, and cope healthily in the beginning of my journey. Like that's why I do what I do is to help spread the word about endometriosis and help all of you feel like you're not alone, right? Because you're not alone. There's millions of us out there and they say it's one in 10 people have endometriosis and it's probably closer to one in five, right? Because of the lack of knowledge from medical professionals, because people are gaslit and told the pain is all in their head and that it's normal because people are suffering for so long before they even get a diagnosis. I'm sure that it's probably closer to one in five, which is insane. If you don't like, if (laughs) I always tell people, if you don't think that you know somebody with endometriosis, I can guarantee you're wrong. And that's one thing that I've been really loving about working back in my hometown in Montana at one of the hospitals that I was in the ER all of the time for pelvic pain. And now I'm an ultrasound tech at that hospital. And every time somebody comes in with pelvic pain, I'm like, do you have endometriosis? And I kind of educate them like, just because I'm not going to say, I might not see anything on this transvaginal ultrasound, but that does not mean that what you're feeling is not valid. It doesn't mean that the pain that you're feeling is in your head. Like it's a possibility that you might have endometriosis and you should talk to your doctor about it. And there, here's a specialist to hear, and here's a doctor that I recommend in town. Um, and, and so it's been really fulfilling, I guess, for me, like being able to help all of you on a worldwide platform, right. Through the podcast, through Instagram, but also to help in my hometown and help change healthcare for the better, you know, because starting small is just as important as like going from the top down, right? 
but there are so many different ways that you can advocate for endometriosis. And I know in like March, we like advocate really heavy, but advocating all year round is just as important. <laughs> um, but I wanted to share, I met up with one of my endo friends, Sarah, and we were kind of trying to come up with a way that we could share information this month were kind of like a challenge or um, just a way to help spread awareness essentially. Right. Um, And so her and I kind of went back and forth for a little bit and we came up with this idea of just five different posts that you can share on social media, on your blog, if you have one on a podcast, if you have one on talking to your friends and family about, right? Just five different ways that you can advocate for endometriosis this month. And it doesn't have to be on social media. If you don't want to share all this on social media, it could be a letter to your doctor. It could be share, like I said, sharing with your family, whatever helps you feel, I guess not what makes you feel, I guess, whatever, in whatever way you would like to advocate, right? Because you can advocate however you would like to. Um, but we came up with these five different ideas and I'm going to share them with you now. So the first one is to share your endometriosis experience and your journey to diagnosis, right? Like this is so different for everybody, right? But there are also a lot of commonalities between people and their journeys. I know I'm sure a lot of you have heard or resonated with some things that I have shared and it's that way with almost everybody, right? Like we were all gaslit a little bit. We had like pelvic pain that, you know, like we couldn't really find a reason for. We've had tests and surgeries that showed nothing. And there's just a lot of commonalities. And I think that's like one, another like really awesome part about advocating is even though you're spreading awareness about endometriosis, you're also helping other people that have endometriosis or that are trying to get diagnosed with endometriosis know that they're not alone, know that what they're feeling is valid and know that they're not the only one experiencing in this. There's millions of people out there fighting for the same thing. And if we can come together and advocate together and share together and share stories, we can change how endometriosis is viewed and treated so much faster. So that's number one is really sharing your experience, right? And your journey to diagnosis, this can include how long you had your symptoms, what your symptoms felt like, how many doctors did you see? What was that experience like? Have you had different tests? Have you had different surgeries, right? And then what you kind of learned from it all, right? So sharing your experience, that's number one. Number two is to share your experience with doctors when you're trying to get a diagnosis, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. I know we all have some horrific experiences and some of us have some really amazing experiences, right? And a lot of us have experiences that are kind of in the in-between there, right? Because things aren't going to change in healthcare unless doctors get educated. And when you can share your experience things that doctors have said to you, how many doctors that you saw before somebody actually diagnosed you correctly, right? Ways that you're gaslit, just your experience, share it so that doctors can see what's happening to us from their peers, right? And sometimes even from them. 
right? The good, the bad, the ugly. I'm sure we all have an experience with a doctor, right? Obviously we all have experiences with doctors and it's not always a great experience. And again, like I know I talk about this a lot. I've done a couple episodes about advocating for yourself with doctors and things like that, but And I know we have a lot of trauma, medical trauma from being gaslit and not heard and told our pains in our head, told you're fine. It's just period, right? Or from like going into surgery and it being a doctor that didn't actually know what they were looking for. And they said that you don't have endometriosis, right? When you still have all the symptoms and then you go on to have excision surgery and you have stage four, right? We all have experiences like that with doctors and all of those experiences are valid. And I know they're super fucking painful, but unless we share the painful moments, unless we share our bad experiences, people can't learn from that, right? If doctors think that everything they're doing is just fine, how are they going to learn? right? I also want to say like doctors are just people and they only know what they know. And this is why it's important to see an excision specialist, somebody who specializes in endometriosis, who knows all the different presentations, who can sit down and talk to you and look you in the face and be like, I don't think I'm the right doctor to treat the symptoms that you are having right now. And I'm going to refer you to somebody else, right? I always find that I think, or no, I know that that is the sign of a awesome doctor is somebody who knows their limitations and they can send you out to somebody else and they know who to send you to also, right? But doctors are just people and they're learning about endometriosis just as much as we're learning about endometriosis, right? All the research or a lot of the research about endo is getting done and studied right now. And so most of that won't even be in medical practices for like 17 years on average, Right. And so we, that's why we advocate. That's why we keep sharing our experiences. That's why if you've had a bad experience with a doctor, write them a letter and don't, I mean, you can do whatever you would like. (laughs) Anger and hate doesn't always get the point across is all I want to say. Right. Because we can be really hurt by somebody and also tell them that they've hurt us in a constructive way so that they can actually absorb that information and learn from their mistakes, right? When somebody feels attacked, they don't want to change. They're not going to listen to what you say, right? Just like if a doctor is attacking you, you're not going to want to listen to what they want to say. My point is on this rant is share your experience with doctors. When doctors know what you're going through, and they actually care and they give a shit. They want to learn so that they can be better, right? And when you can share your experience with doctors, the good, the bad, the ugly, other people that have had similar experiences know they're not alone in that, right? I'll put some episodes in the show notes about advocating for yourself with doctors. There's a couple different ones and I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I'll put them in the show notes just for your reference. If you haven't listened to those ones yet, I'd recommend you go back and listen to those, especially if this is something that you're struggling with really bad right now. So that was number two. Number three is share how you share how being diagnosed with endometriosis has changed your life 
including the mental and emotional side of the disease, right? Because what I see a lot in the online community is we talk about how bad it hurts our bodies, how we can't do our day-to-day activities. And those are hundred percent true, right? But the mental and emotional side of the disease is just as debilitating and it's not talked about enough, right? So like really share about your endometriosis, share what it feels like in your body, but also share the mental and emotional side effect of the disease and how it has changed your life in those ways. Right. And I would even go one step further here and share like what you're doing to help you help support your mental and emotional self. Right. This is kind of probably a trigger warning. So I'm just going to warn you. Right. 50% of people with endometriosis are suicidal. And it's not something that we ever talk about. Right. So many of us are suffering and just suffering in silence because we think that this is our normal and we think that nothing can be done to help us. And we don't even know like what kind of support we need. We're just drowning and going through the motions of our life, right? 95% of people with endometriosis say that it impacts endometriosis impacts negatively on their well-being. say that they feel isolated due to their endometriosis and 90% say they would like psychological support, but they were never offered it or they don't know where to get it, right? And these statistics are from endometriosis APPG report, but all this is just to say that like, if you're suffering with the mental and emotional side effects, the disease, you're not alone, right? Again, that's why I do what I do, why I think working on your mental health and brain retraining and all of these like other things outside of surgery are so important because it's not just surgery that's going to fix your endometriosis, right? If your quality of life is poor because of other factors other than just the endometriosis pain, right? Or if the endometriosis pain is contributing to a poor quality of life, right? There's other things that can be done besides surgeries and attacking things from the mental or physical side of thing, right? It's so easy for us to start with the physical because the physical is what we're like actually feeling in our body and we can ignore the mental and emotional side of the disease. But the mental and emotional side of endometriosis is just as important, right? If you only work on the physical things and you're not helping to support your mental and emotional well-being, like you're still going to feel like you're drowning, even though you have less pain, right? And so I think sharing about the mental and emotional side of the disease is just as important as sharing about the physical. So that is number three. Number four is share what you wish people knew about endometriosis and, or an interesting fact that isn't touched on enough, right? Like what is something that you wish people knew about endo, right? Is it that it's not the same as the endometrium? Is it that there's nothing that can cure endometriosis? Is it the fact that it's more likely that it's one in five people that have endometriosis instead of one in 10, right? What's something that I mean, something also completely 
unique to you, right? What's something that you're experiencing personally that you wish people knew about endometriosis? Because if you're experiencing it, I can guarantee you there's other people out there that are also experiencing that pain or that symptom or whatever it is. And sharing about that again is going to help people feel less isolated, less alone. And it's going to broaden the scope of what people think about the disease, right? So what do you wish people knew about endo? That's number four. And number five is share. And I feel like this is probably going to be the hardest one, especially depending on where you are in your, your healing journey, right? Like what is something that has come out of, what is something good that has come out of being diagnosed? Like when I first started my advocacy journey in like 2018, um, I would share, and it was always around Thanksgiving. I'd do like 10 gratitudes for endometriosis. And I got the idea for that because it can be really easy to focus on all of the terrible things that endometriosis is doing to our bodies, to our lives, to our everything, right? But focusing on something you can be grateful for or something good that has come out of being diagnosed really helps to shift that perspective on your body and move you out of a state of anger and hate and grief and into future-oriented, right? Like moving forward, learning to live with your illness and not just being consumed by it, right? So what is something good that has come out of being diagnosed? Is it, did you find your best friend through the endo community online? Do you have a better understanding of your body, right? Has it taught you to learn to rest more and not push yourself? right? What is something good that has come out of being diagnosed? So those are just five different ways that you can advocate for endometriosis this month, this year, right? I hope that this was helpful. I would love to see your posts. Um, if you share any of these, use the hashtag my endo experience, hashtag my endo experience, and then we can hop on there and share like see what everybody else is going through, right? This is a way for us to collaborate together and to work together and to see that we're not alone. I hope you have a fabulous day and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Endo Babe podcast. Oh, babe, thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. I had so much fun and I'm so fucking grateful for every single one of you. If you thought that this was helpful or you loved any part of this podcast, I would love, love, love for you to screenshot it and post it on Instagram at Chelsea Bree, C-H-E-L-S-E-A-A-B-R-I and take me. I would love to see what you're getting out of the episodes. It makes me so happy. I would also love it if you'd subscribe to the podcast and leave a review because that just helps other wonderful endo babes find me as well. I adore you and I believe that you don't deserve to feel like shit. You deserve to have a normal life despite endometriosis. So I love you so much and I hope you have a wonderful day and I'll catch you on next week's episode of the Endo Babe Podcast.